Welcome to Word of Truth Radio with Reverend Azuka Obi. Here is your host, Pastor Obi. One day, uh, my first son was supposed to be doing something which he knows he was supposed to be doing. But he was busy on his computer watching cartoon. Why he didn't know that I stood by his door watching him for a long time. He didn't know I was there. By the time he turned and saw me, he was so afraid because he knew that he was doing the wrong thing. <laughs> the wrong thing at the wrong time. And he said one word to him. He was so angry. He was so afraid. Oh, I've wronged. I've done wrong. Oh, I'm going to be punished. But he said anything to him. I left him. And I went down. Afterwards, I came back up. I saw him kneeling down. And I asked him, why are you kneeling down? He said, I'm serving the punishment of, for what I did. I said, who told you to kneel down? He said, but I did wrong now, so I'm just serving the punishment. I said, get up and go back and to your room. And I said that because this is the way we think as human beings. That when we do wrong, we deserve punishment. We deserve to be punished. We deserve to be punished. The way we are now punished, in our heart, we've paid the price, so we are okay. Listen to me. <laughs> in the New Testament, you don't deserve to be punished. Jesus has paid the price. That is how much God loves us. His love for us is overwhelming. His love for us is mind-blowing. His love for us. In fact, it is the punishment for our sin. Our sin in the past sins, our present sins, and our future sins that he laid on Jesus on the cross 2,000 years ago. God exerted his anger over sin on his son. 2,000 years ago. Why did he do that? So that whenever we mistakenly fall into sin and we come boldly before the throne of grace, confessing our sins, asking for mercy, he will, he will forgive us. That's what 1 John 1, 9 told us. We need to understand that God's mercy God's anger, rather, over our sins, he has already exerted it on Jesus Christ. Now, when God sees us now, he does not just see us, he sees us through the lens of Christ. Now, the Bible says that we are the righteousness of God through Christ. That is why your self-righteousness is nothing before God. It is like filthy rags. Don't do works so you can qualify. Don't do works so God can receive you and admit you. Don't do works so you can find favor in the eyes of the Lord. In the New Testament, you don't need to do that. In the Old, they needed to show their righteousness by works. That is why that Old Covenant and Testimony is a faulty one. It's a faulty one. In the New Covenant, in the New Testament, you don't need to strive to qualify. 
You don't need to strive to show God that. <laughs> that is why, you know, there's some questions my wife used to ask me. So yes, but there's a question she used to ask. She says, see, there's something that confuses her. How come a woman that is born again kept herself chaste? Didn't let any man touch, touch her. From secondary school, university, chaste, holy. And she's struggling to get married. But the one that was jumping from one party to the other, doing runs girl up and down, sleeping around, everybody knew her, got her, who got married before the one that was doing righteous. That why? She said, this life, no balance. <laughs> why? I will say to her, that is the problem with humanity. We are judging based on works. <laughs> I said, if it was in the Old Testament, yes. The one doing wrongs might not. Know what I said, might not. I didn't say would not. I said might not. Because, hey, even the wrongs girl, Rahab, made it in the Old Testament. Because grace did not start in the new, it started in the old. But see what I'm saying? That what qualifies you in the old is righteousness. I said if it was the old, that one that kept herself would be the first to marry. I said in the new, it is not so. Listen carefully. I'm not saying keeping yourself chaste is wrong. But don't keep yourself chaste so that you can marry. Don't keep your chest chaste so that God will, shine, will favor you because you kept yourself. Then you'll be favored. No. What qualifies you for favor is not what you did. That's the point I'm trying to make. What qualifies you for favor is not your works of righteousness. What qualifies you for favor is Jesus Christ. So you see these people that have played around, they will just decide one day enough is enough and put their trust in God and things start working for them. While the one that kept themselves chaste is still depending on their self-righteousness. Bible says your self-righteousness is like filthy rags. The sooner we start recognizing that Jesus has done it all, and put our faith, not in our works, but in the finished work of Christ. That is where miracles become your normal terrain. That is where miracles become your natural, your normal. Yeah, you now start living in the supernatural. You make the supernatural your normal way of living. I'm telling you. When you take your eyes away from the works of righteousness. And put your eye looking up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You will step into the realm of miracles. Stop living in the New Testament as though you are in the old as, as though you are in the Old Testament. It does not work that way. Stop living in the New Testament as if you are in the Old Testament. What works in the Old Testament no longer works in the New Testament. Even in that old, Rahab made it a hard lot. How from where to where in the old? Hey! She still made it. To tell her the nature of God, which is grace, he did not pick up that nature in the new. This is the way God has always been from the beginning. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. So, Pastor, are you saying we should have misbehaved? No, that's what I'm saying. 
when you understand the love of God for you, the price you just paid for your salvation, and understand the weightiness of the grace available for you, hey, my dear, you cannot even sin. I'm telling you. What causes us to sin is that we've not yet understood or caught the revelation of the price that Jesus paid on the cross for us. I already described describe it with a story. I say that that this very wealthy man, very wealthy man, had a servant in his house. And the wealthy man said to the servant, everything I have in this house is yours. Spend anything, spend money, take the cards, anything, any of my houses you want to live in. Can it? Everything I have is your own. But don't touch my daughters. Don't touch any of them. Think about it. The man was so gracious to this servant that he gave the servant everything. Granted him access to everything. Will that servant be foolish enough to go and touch his daughter? No! There's no way a right-thinking servant would do that. I think that's the same way it is with God and grace. When we understand the grace of God, which is more than this, what the rich man has, you will not sin. I'm telling you, you will not. You will not. You will even fathom it. To sin, to wrong God, to transgress against God. You will even, it will cross your mind. It won't. So what I'm saying is not a license to sin. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that you don't need to do anything to get anything from God. Do you know what the Bible says? That even God, due to his benevolence, he still reigns. He sends rain to the wicked. Wicked. That ritualist that is killing people every day, eating flesh of human beings, shooting and killing. The kidnapper shooting and killing people, murdering people every day. God still sends rain to them. Think about it. Is it now you? Is it now you? his son, his daughter, that he will not favor. Just think about it. You don't need to do anything. Jesus has done it all. It's a revelation you must catch. He has done it all. Do you know the only requirement from us is faith. The time you spend trying to be self-righteous should be the time you spend in the world to build your faith. What unlocks heaven to favor you? Is faith. Knowing for sure it is done, it is settled, that God has nothing against me. Then you stand in faith, trusting that his promises will come to you. Then it will come. Oh, I sense the power of God this night. I sense the power of God this night. Something is breaking. Something is breaking. Listen to me, my daughters. Hey, my sons. Hey, Jesus has done it all. He has. Believe it. Believe it. Come in faith in the finished work of Christ. And I'm going to explain that. Why was Abraham pleading? First, why did God share with Abraham what he was about to do? God shared with Abraham what is about to do because he wanted somebody to pray to intercede. Why was Abraham interceding? 
Was it for the people of Sodom? No, he doesn't know them. Abraham was interceding for his, for his nephew and his family. Listen carefully. I don't have time to read all this. My time is up. I want to show you something. Abraham stopped his intercession at 10. Say, God, if you find 10 people, verse 32, Genesis 18, would you destroy? The Bible says he wouldn't quit. When it comes to holding God, don't quit. Say, he wouldn't quit. Don't get angry, master. This is the last time. <laughs> what if only, if you only come up with 10? For the sake of 10, I won't destroy the city. That's what Jesus said. Say, I won't destroy it if I can find 10. And Abraham stopped. Why did Abraham stop? Exactly what I told you. Human nature. There must be something on ground from you so that God will do something. Stop thinking that way. <laughs> you don't need to do anything. You don't. Jesus has done it all. But that's the, that the way we think naturally. That is why we feel somehow if we have not done. So, no, we are not deserving. Have you heard that word before? Oh, no, no, no. Nothing goes for nothing. Yes, with your, in your interaction with a fellow man and woman, nothing goes for nothing. But as a Christian, in your interaction with God, listen to me, everything from God comes to you for nothing. You don't need to do anything. Why? Jesus has done it all. You didn't hear me. You don't need to do anything. The only thing you need to do is to come boldly. Come in faith. That is all. Come in faith. Come believing. That is all. The Bible says that when you come praying, believe. Mark 11 verse 24. Believe. Believe. Before you come to ask, believe first. That is only requirement. Order You Must Forgive ebook right now on Amazon for Kindle, Apple Books and PastorObi.com. The paperback book is available on Amazon. You can listen to the audiobook on Audible and PastorObi.com. Pastor Obi will love to hear from you. Subscribe to his blog at www.pastorobi.com. Search for Pastor C. Obi on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Oh,